At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. And this is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds here at South Point Casino in Las Vegas. And Wes, we were talking with Will Hill uh, last hour about the Thursday night game. Kind of just took a quick look at it. I want to take a deeper look not only at this game but at this division in general. Because, boy, right now, after what happened with the Cardinals and Rams on Sunday, boy, the odds have shifted. And right now the Cardinals and Rams co-favorites to win this division at plus 170, the Seahawks, and then the 49ers, the long shot right now in this division. Overall, just from what you've observed so far in the NFC West, we knew it was a, a loaded division, right? Mm-hmm. To me, the value is there with the Rams. Despite yes. the loss yes. to the Cardinals at plus 170, does that feel like too good a value to pass up? No, this would be a money line play for me, and that's likely where I'm going to go here. And I'm seeing as low as minus 130. It's minus 135 at BetMGM, the game against Seattle. Mm-hmm. I still think the Rams are – the Cardinals are for real, absolutely for real, but I still think the Rams are the best team in this division. And now you get kind of a buy-low spot here on Thursday night against a, a Seattle team that, quite frankly, was desperate. Yes. They were one and two. Russell Wilson, we know, has never lost three games in a row in his career in Seattle and still has not. And and it was kind of a classic letdown spot for the Rams, even though it was a divisional game on Sunday. You know, you beat the Bucs. Right. It's like, okay, we proved Whole we're legit. Watching. We've already proved it. And then, by the way, the next week, then you've got the Arizona team that has something to prove. The Rams were in that spot the week before, and Arizona comes in 37-20. to 20. Sean McVay has been pretty good in this spot in his career in terms of uh, rebounding. 
13 6 and 1 that's about 68% against the spread off a loss 8 and 2 when he's on the road so he has the ability to recover from a loss and get his team refocused so I absolutely like the Rams on the money line against Seattle. I know Seattle is a home underdog because that's one of the best home field advantages no in the National Football League. But look, Tennessee was down 14. They went up there and beat them, and that was a very mediocre Tennessee team. This is a Seattle team that is bottom of the barrel defensively. As Will Hill mentioned in our last segment, they got almost double in yards by the 49ers. And the rookie quarterback, Trey Lance, albeit he was a 918, he was able to hit some big plays down the field. Not just that busted coverage of Debo Samuel where nobody was out there on the right side and he just walked into the end zone. But he was able to make plays down the field against this defense. I think Stafford should be able to do the same. Rams on the money line about minus a buck 30, minus a buck 35 sounds right to me. And again, for the division price here, the Cardinals now at plus 170. Obviously, that game in hand, if you will, against the Rams for getting that win in SoFi. Obviously, if they can hold serve uh, back home later on this season, then that's, uh, you know, that's essentially a three-game advantage if they could get it. Mm -hmm. So I know that the Cardinal backers are probably saying, whoa, you're going to give us plus 170 after what we just did? But my fear there is... At some point, it always feels like Kyler, Cliff Kingsbury, for whatever reason, they hit a lull in the season. I don't yeah. see this as a 14-3 and three team. Yeah. Right? I see more of a 12-5, and five, a little bit coming back to the mean here, a little regression here, starting off 4-0. Are you with me on that? Because to me, the steady Eddie here is going to be the Rams. No, I am with you. And, and that's the thing about sports betting, especially for, new, for newer bettors you got to be anticipatory yes. and not reactionary because it's easy to kind of say, okay, we're going to bet what we just saw, whether it's game by game basis or like a future odds. Now, now sometimes, you know, you have to be a little reactionary, but you don't want to be over reactionary necessarily. So like if you're betting the Cardinals to win the NFC West right now, you have obviously missed a ton of value and keep in mind, these are going to change week to week. Yes. Here. So I still think the Rams are the absolute favorite getting back to this game on Thursday night at Seattle, Seattle, not very good defensively anyway, but banged up a little bit. Carlos Dunlap, uh, Mayoa, those are their two defensive ends. They could be out for this game. Still listed as questionable right now, but yeah, I, I, I don't think you want to throw the Rams out. Maybe it was kind of like a wake-up call. Yeah. Because you get a team, and it's like they're kind of feeling themselves oh, they, a they little bit. They won the Super Bowl the week before. Yeah. Everybody was it's, anointing the Rams. Yeah, they're the like, best team in football. We beat Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, so it's like, okay, we're here, folks. We've arrived. And then you kind of have that you don't keep maybe that same sense of urgency right. the following week because it was really the Cardinals that were kind of like, okay, we're in the something to prove spot. Everybody 3-0, and ah, the cute little Cardinals, you know, they're going to come in. They're going to step up in class. They're going to go up from a allowance to a stakes race here and then get beat and kind of get exposed to where they are, that Johnny come lately versus Johnny been here. Well, <laughs> Johnny come lately in Arizona might be Johnny sticking around at least, but I still think the Rams are the, are the they should be the rightful favorite in the NFC West. And again, at the end of the year, they're probably going to look back at week five here of this season and say, this is how the West was won. When you have these matchups here, the Thursday night matchup, as we mentioned here, the Rams and the Seahawks, and then the Niners against the Cardinals, those undefeated Cardinals on Sunday. And we just spoke with Will Hill. And to Will's point, yes, it, it almost feels like he'd rather have Jimmy Garoppolo be starting a quarterback. And we don't know his availability yet, trying to come back from yeah. that, that calf issue here. What about you, Wes? Do you feel more comfortable going to the rookie even maybe not just in this one week spot, but overall for San Francisco, the longest odds on the board now at plus 600 to win this division. Mm -hmm. And right now they sit at two and two. 
I think we think Kyle Shanahan is still a genius. I wonder if there's any value there for this week and going forward. Well, you wonder, too, uh, uh, if 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 this calf injury, I know our buddy Dieter Kurtenbot that contributes most weeks on the green zone <laughs> on Sunday did the calf injury. Right. You know, laser, <laughs> laser. And but it's a good point, Wes, because it is amazing that we thought he's going to be out, and then all of a sudden – Trey Lance didn't look so good. So mm-hmm. maybe Jimmy G might be able to play. I mean, mm-hmm. if Trey Lance goes in and lights it up, there's we're not having this discussion. Right. Right? There's no way they try to force Jimmy G back into the lineup. Right. So, so. to me, that is a curious laser. Yeah, and 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 look, I think I agree with Will. I think this is a good spot for the 49ers, but not only Jimmy G with the calf injury, I don't know how severe that is or if that's just kind of been put out there like we were just talking about in the air quotes, but <laughs> 49ers do have some other injuries. Number one to their kicker, Robbie Gould did not go. That's not good. And they had to have Wisnowski, the punter, kick extra points, kick field goals. He did not make them. No, so they got to bring in a kicker this week. Yeah, yeah, so we'll see what the kicking situation there is in San Francisco. You've got Ken Law got banged up on defense, George Kittle is battling a calf injury. Now, I think that could be a very real injury. Mm-hmm. Trent Williams left the game uh, last Sunday with a shoulder deal. Josh Norman, who they just signed, injured Arden Key. So this injury report, now these guys are all listed as questionable, except for Robbie Gould, who is going to be out with mm-hmm. that hamstring injury. But that's kind of what we saw last year at the 49ers. I know there was a Super Bowl hangover to be combined with that thing. Right. But – they never could get healthy. They never could have enough healthy bodies because you looked at them last year and it's like, this is a better football team than they're showing. So it's like you keep thinking, okay, they have value as an underdog, but eventually injuries catch up to you. Now, I think this early in the season in week five, they could probably still recover for it before it just kind of finally breaks them like it did last year. So I haven't bet this yet. I like the 49ers in the spot because I think now all of a sudden it's the Cardinals in that Ram spot last week. It's like, okay, we prove we belong here. You know, we got our big statement win, and now you got the 49ers coming in. By the way, a little bit of a revenge spot here because the 49ers did kind of end Arizona's playoff hopes in that Saturday game. I think it was week 16. It was very much late in the season last year. And, you know, perhaps a payback spot. So I have not bet this one as of yet, but I do like the Rams on the money line, and I will lay the 130. And I'm looking at the total at 50 here, Wes, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, my proclivity would say take the over with King Kyler, the way that offense is moving. But because we don't know who the quarterback is yet for San Fran, if it's Trey Lance, that kind of leads me to ball control, Mm -hmm. a running quarterback, Mm moving that clock a little bit more than Jimmy G who might, I can't believe I'm going to say this, take more shots down the field. Right. So to me, it does depend for that game script as to who the quarterback's going to be in San Francisco. I just can't see Kyle Shanahan turning it over to Trey Lance and saying, all right, bang, bang, let's go. Let's keep pace with Kyler Murray in that offense. And I'm also interested from a market perspective because we talked about that with Fields and the Bears, how the market seemed to value him at least a couple points more than they do Andy Dalton. This on the look ahead last week was two and a half. Obviously, this was before Arizona had the impressive win. So based off that win, there's going to be at least an adjustment just off of that. So this reopened, I believe, on Sunday afternoon at minus four. And now all of a sudden it's gone up to as high as five and a half. So how much of this is the market downgrading Lance from Garoppolo 
at least a little bit because clearly the market thinks Fields is an upgrade over Dalton. Now, do they think that Lance is a downgrade uh, to Garoppolo? Because I think Lance is going to be the future guy and he gives you more big play capability, but he also, you got to live with the inconsistency. So it's kind of like you got to pick your poison. It's like, this is the guy that can make a big play for us more than Garoppolo can. But this is the guy that's also still a little bit inaccurate with his passing and, and you got to live with some mistakes with Trey Lance. So, up to five and a half. So this has probably been, based on what I'm looking here, a one or one and a half point adjustment if it's going to be Lance because Garoppolo obviously not cleared. And it was interesting because the Bears were my best bet last week, but I did think Andy Dalton was going to get the start. And then, of course, he got ruled out. So it's kind of that roll of the dice with Justin Fields, and then he comes in and does look better, certainly, than he did against Cleveland. That's kind of the same scenario and feel we have here in San Francisco. If it's Jimmy G, I actually feel better about catching those five-and-a-half points because I think they it's mm-hmm. just more of a professional quarterback right now versus the unknown well, in a guy like Trey Lance. And and also, uh, uh, going against the Cardinals here, this is now a new situation for this team. Right. We saw them against Minnesota when they were favorite. Remember when they had that nice week win and, and week, or week one win at Tennessee? Then against Minnesota, they kind of struggled. Minnesota actually probably should have won the game, missed the kick at the end. So you got a Cardinals team that's not yet used to being in this favorite role where now they have to deal with actual expectations. I was like, when we're here at South Point, and then the fans come up to, to wave to West. But West is too busy. He's a pro, so he's just locked in. Uh, Jason Leisure is going to join us a Autograph little bit. Autograph hounds hold him back, yes. <laughs> Jason Leisure from the Chicago Sun-Times is going to join us a little bit at the bottom of the hour. But when we come back here, West, we're going to talk more college football. Pretty good slate this weekend. Come on back. It's the Lombardi Line here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, 
elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to point game. King of the court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. I mean, he's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. The NHL season is almost here, and our hockey betting experts are getting you ready for all the action. The VEASAN Hockey Betting Guide is now available with the strategies and best bets for the season ahead. Get in-depth analysis from our hockey experts, including Andy McNeil, with predictions for teams and players, win totals, daily betting tips, as well as season-long trends to watch. This guide is a must-have with key insights and data for both avid hockey bettors and those new to the sport. Give yourself an edge this season and get your digital copy now for only $9.99 at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Back here on the Lombardi Line, I am Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. And, Wes, we were talking some college football last hour. Let's talk a little bit more, and I'm looking at the Big 12 here in Oklahoma and Texas. And I believe you tweeted out something that you are done with Oklahoma. You are done with them. Is that correct, sir? Uh, it is as of now. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I reserve the right to change to my mind, in? obviously. But, yeah, I mean, Oklahoma has not been very – good to me in terms of laying them because I thought that was a spot, a get serious spot against West Virginia, West Virginia, you know, is kind of a really defensive oriented game. Oklahoma had to get a field goal at the end. So I'm like, okay, now let's get away from Norman. They're zero and three against the spread. Take out that FCS uh, cover and win over Western Carolina. They hadn't covered against anybody. So I'm like, I'm going to lay it against Kansas state. Mm -hmm. They actually did finally get ahead of the spread in the final few minutes. And it looked like they were going to stay there. But what does Oklahoma do? There's like a minute and a half left to go, right? (laughs) You just got to maybe play some defense, force a turnover, get the time to run out. Kansas state runs it back. So they covered the game there. And and look, maybe Kansas State and the stats kind of deserve to cover the game. By the way, it was Skylar Thompson, the Sooner Slayer, Boy, that did play, and he played very well. And I actually thought Spencer Rattler finally played very well on, on Saturday as well. I know that they were booing him uh, in Norman, and he was just ineffective. And that offense, really, with Oklahoma, and we've talked about it, it's lacked explosiveness. They don't seem to get a lot of those like big chunk plays, no. you, you know, those, those big 40, 50 yard plays down the field. They actually got out gained by Kansas state by a little bit Saturday, but Rattler 22 to 25, 243 touchdown and an interception also ran for 24 yards. So he was a little bit better, but this isn't the normal Lincoln Riley explosive offense that we are used to with Oklahoma. But I do think that they're the better team here than Texas. I know, you know, Sark, the offense has been going yeah. pretty pretty solid for them, and they just put a 70-burger on Texas Tech two weeks ago and then kind of, I don't want to say struggle because they did cover the game and they Barely did Barely covered, but TCU, they did cover, yeah. The turnovers really helped them. They were plus two in the turnover margin. But, 
you know, Texas is still, I think, a young team with the new system. Casey Thompson, the quarterback, wasn't necessarily great on nope. Saturday. It was really B. John Robinson that carried him. 35 carries, 216, and two touchdowns. But lean Oklahoma, but, man, I haven't bet that. I mean, and I don't like to be one of those guests. It's like, ah, this team burned me one week because sometimes betters do that, and they don't take each game as kind of its own unique organism, so Correct. to speak. It's like, ah, this team burned me one week. Staying away. Yeah, but 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 this has been a couple times now with Oklahoma and uh, not liking being on the losing side. This team still has yet to cover a game against an FBS opponent. But just when you think, I think you mentioned it earlier, it's like, ah, when I don't bet this team, this is when it's going to happen. Absolutely. And I feel like maybe this is the case here with Oklahoma that, you know, when I lay off of them, you know, Oklahoma money line is where I would lean at least initially. Uh, let's talk about two teams that really laid eggs last Saturday. That would be Arkansas and Ole Miss. And now they are matched up. So they had these high-profile matchups. Arkansas gets run out of the gym by Georgia, and we saw what happened with Ole Miss and Alabama. How do you handicap this one now with both these teams coming in with their tails tucked between their legs? Yeah, and uh, I was kind of thinking about this because both of these teams, Arkansas and Ole Miss, did get backed in the market against these teams, and then we kind of figured out very quickly that it's still Alabama and Georgia, Mm -hmm. and then everybody else is chasing. The more things change, the more they stay the (laughs) same because both of these teams are good teams, and they didn't even look like they belonged on the field. They didn't. With with these other teams. And, you know, Arkansas, I think, looked least less impressive because they got shut out on the road. So that kind of makes me want to gravitate a little bit toward that side. I want to get seven. It hasn't arrived yet. I've seen some six and a half here because I think Ole Miss had higher expectations going into the season than certainly Arkansas did. But if I get seven with the hogs, I'm all aboard. Yeah. And again, they've been a pretty good play for us earlier in the year, but obviously Arkansas, the wrong side last week, Penn state, Iowa. Also, we talk about Iowa and the fact that it looks like they don't have an offense. Well, you don't really need an offense if you can get seven turnovers mm-hmm. like they did against Maryland uh, last week in that win. Top five team in the country here. What do you make of this spot, though? Because here comes, you know, Sean Clifford and what looks like a really good Penn State offense. Is that Iowa defense finally going to get really tested? Yeah, I think both of these uh, both of these defenses are going to test the offenses as evidenced by the total. 42 and a half, now down to 41 and a half, which is astonishingly low for yeah. a college football game. And and I think rightfully so here. I think both these defenses are good. We saw Penn State. I know Michael Penix for Indiana has not been as effective, and he's been very much down from his play in previous seasons. But still, you shut out a conference opponent. You know, you shut out Indiana 24 to nothing and uh, never looked like Penn State was going to really be challenged, and they certainly weren't. And then Iowa gets the seven turnovers, like you mentioned. So, look, this is what this game kind of looks like. It's going to be a a 17 to 14 or a 20 to 17 type of game. It just looks like one of those old classic 1980s football (laughs) games here. But Penn State's getting a little bit of the support here. I think it was two and a half on the opener. You are seeing some twos in the market, too, here at BetMGM. I think there's even a couple one and a halves at some faraway places. But I think Penn State has the more dynamic talent, especially on offense. They have a game breaker in Jahan Dotson. And I don't know if Iowa really does have that game-breaking receiver, but they're so hard to go against because of the special teams and because of the defenses, and they always seem to make plays. Two very good offensive and defensive lines here. It's going to be an equal battle in the trenches. We'll see who's going to win. It looks like a 50-50 battle, but 
early lean for the week is Penn State. It's a great point, though. It does feel like a Joe Pye, Hayden Fry type game here with Penn State and Iowa. Let's talk about LSU and Kentucky here because when you look at Kentucky coming off that huge win, emotional win against the Gators, and now they're back at home, and here comes Ed O. They're going to LSU, Bengal Tiger. Mm-hmm. So now it feels like maybe is this the right spot to hop on LSU? Well, and now uh, Coach O, a uh, little bit of hot seat down there in mm-hmm. Baton Rouge from what I hear. of uh, some disappointment, obviously. Which is insane to me. Well, I mean, when you win a national championship two years ago, and I get it, Joe Brady and Joe Burrow aren't walking through that door. But already to put Coach O in the hot seat, it's like, do they already forget a national championship? Well, they're going to say, look, uh, you had Joe Brady and you had Dave Aranda as your coordinators and you had Joe Burrow as your quarterback. That was a generational offense in college football. And and I think, you know, Coach O is kind of like, I don't know the name of the character, but Blake Clark was the actor. The guy in the water boy, we go, that's what I think of when I think of Ed Orgeron. Go Tigers. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And, uh, you know, that's why I think he kind of gets a lack of respect where it's like, he just doesn't seem like he is the ultimate, like, strategist. No. You know? He's kind of like the... He's a mo- recruiter. He's kind of like, you know, Luther Van Dam and coach. I mean, that's exactly what it is. Come on, guy. You know, the real emotional type of guy. But that being said, now, Kentucky's in different cotton here. They upset Florida. Mm-hmm. Now you're a favorite over LSU. You got an LSU team that is reeling. They've already lost two games. They lost to Auburn. Really, their most two high-profile games of the season. LSU has come up short both times. So... I want to wait a little bit to see if I can get the hook or what I can get with LSU, but I certainly think this spot screams Tigers. It does. It sort of feels like, and again, to co- it's not that I think I'm with you. I don't think Coach O is the greatest in-game strategist here, but he does his job, which is recruit. He did put that staff together with Dave Aranda and, and Joe Brady before they left to go yeah. on uh, to their other places. So that's part of being a head coach. They're having a down year. Remember, their starting quarterback got hurt. Uh, before they could play week one. So it's it's difficult, and I know it's LSU, and they don't want to wait, and they don't want to hear patience and all those things. Mm-hmm. It is just, it always, it, it strikes me as odd that a guy like that can already potentially be in the hot seat, but that shows you what the level of expectation is for football down in the bayou versus other places across the country. Yeah, no doubt about it, but, uh, you know, I just can't get that image now out of my head about Coach O. Uh, <laughs> uh, Farmer Fran is played by the great Blake Clark. And it's just like we almost like picture Ed Orgeron on the sidelines, you know, with the yeah. with the shirt off with the nipples thing like like <laughs> Farmer Fran had in the water boy. And that's how I think a lot of people look at Coach that's O. That's right. Well, again, you're right. This is a spot now that if you're an LSU backer, you go, you're going to give me points and we're playing Kentucky. And I know what Kentucky did, but this isn't basketball. Like This is the type of game that the fan base and the boosters are going to expect LSU to win on Saturday. Catching three, I'm kind of with you. It feels like that's the right side to be on. We'll find out if it's the right side to be on after we get done with that action on Saturday night. When we come back here, my goodness, speaking of coaches in the hot seat, Matt Nagy won uh, Sunday. Everything should be good in Chicago, right? Not so fast. Jason Leisure from the Chicago Sun-Times is going to join us. He talks to Coach Matt Nagy each and every week. We're going to get the vibe from Hallis Hall. Are they moving forward with the kid, Justin Fields? Or is Andy Dalton still QB1? It's a bizarre situation in Chicago. Come on back. It's the Lombardi Line here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network.
Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your VEASAN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24-7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money, and ticket percentages on every game, plus full access to VEASAN.com data and analysis. You get everything VEASAN has to offer for only $22 per month. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Back here alongside Wes Reynolds, I am Dave Ross. This is the Lombardi Line. And Wes, in my Chicago time, I got to uh, hang out and really catch up with some people that know the Bears better well than just about anybody. And that next guest here, Jason Leisure of the Chicago Sun-Times, certainly qualifies as that. He has a pulse on this team like nobody I've been around. Jason, I know you were at House Hall again today. We've got to start with the elephant in the room. That elephant is Matt Nagy. Hanging on to Andy Dalton being QB1 when he is healthy. Is he healthy enough to be QB1 this week? Uh, Dave, it feels like there's like five elephants in the room at Hallis Hall right now. <laughs> but, yeah, I guess that's the biggest one. You're right. Um, healthy enough, huh? That that There's a lot of wiggle room when you put it like that. And I think that's how Matt Nagy wants it. And... I think that he is going to announce a starter tomorrow. Whereas last week he got through the end of Friday's practice and said, I, I'm going to, I'm going to make it a game time decision. And then we got an announcement late Saturday. Um, I, I don't think he wants to go through that again. I think that most likely he is going to say tomorrow that it'll be Justin Fields because Andy Dalton is still working through that bone bruise in his knee but it's going to be hard to explain then how it was going to be a game time decision last week, but you can make that call already on Wednesday this week, if that's the route that he goes. And uh, Jason, uh, not just that in terms of the bears injury situation, but David Montgomery now Mm -hmm. going to be out four to six weeks. We know this is a bears team that has issues on the offensive line. They're certainly not the only team in the league that does, but where do they go now in terms of a running game here? Do they do more design runs for Justin Fields? It seemed like Matt Nagy wanted to get him out of the pocket, and I think listen to all the fair criticism that, hey, you kept him as a statue in the pocket in Cleveland. Yeah, Justin Fields can do a lot of things. He's more than just a runner, but if you're going to make a list of the things that you like about him as a player, you have to start with that 4.4 speed. And if you're not going to use that, I don't know why you – drafted Justin Fields so that's one answer in the running game if they stick with him Andy Dalton ironically got hurt on I think a 12 or 13 yard run but in general that's not going to be part of his output every week (laughs) but beyond beyond David Montgomery they still have Damian Williams and if you think back to the last time we saw Damian Williams as a major player in an offense it was the 2019 Chiefs and he had 700 plus yards and seven touchdowns that season and then got really, really good for them in the playoffs. Probably should have been Super Bowl MVP. So Damian Williams can do a lot, and he is a multifaceted running back. Beyond just a runner, he's always been a pretty good receiver, and I think that's what the Bears had in mind a little bit with him when they brought him in. Now, he, as David Montgomery's backup, now, he, now he's probably going to be your guy for the next four weeks, your primary running back, and that's going to ask a lot of him But without Damian Williams there, you would have been going all the way down to practice squad level players. So Damian Williams is still a viable option for them, I think, the next four games. Talking with Jason Leisure from the Chicago Sun-Times. And Jason, when you look at the Raiders here, five and a half point favorites as the Bears, you guys come out here to Sin City this weekend. 
I just want to get the vibe of this football team, two and two, obviously, where they stand. But with all the turmoil around the quarterback situation, Matt Nagy feels like every week's an embattled head coach. The GM, Ryan Pace, always yeah. feels embattled there. What's the what's the tone and tenor of this team? Are they confident in that locker room, or do they feel everything that we feel as media and fans? I'm not sure. They always try to put up a front of not caring what's going on on the outside. But I don't know how you could miss it. And Matt Nagy said last week, hey, I don't follow social media. I don't listen to sports radio. I don't read all of this stuff in the media or hear from fans directly. But he said, I, I get texts from people that know me saying, hey, we've got your back. And uh, I think I know what that means. I could guess why I'm getting those texts, he said. Um, I think this is a really, really good test, a really good gauge for them playing the Raiders because their first four games, they've – this is like the first normal team they're playing, I would say. (laughs) Their first four games, they've, they've played some of the best teams and they've played some of the worst teams. This feels more like a fair fight, more like an evenly matched opponent. And I think that's going to tell you a little bit more about how the rest of their season is going to go because you don't get to play the Lions every week. You also don't have to play the Rams every week. The Raiders are more of a, more right in the middle tier, right where the Bears probably are. And going out and playing them on the road, I think, is going to be a good, uh, a good indicator of where they're headed. Yeah, and the uh, Raiders, by the way, are currently five-and-a-half-point favorites. And, Dave, we talked about this earlier that – the look-ahead line was seven, and then it went down to four once it was assumed Fields is going to start. So clearly Fields is more valued in the market, I think, than mm-hmm. Dalton is, at least by the betters. But, uh, uh, Jason, looking on defense with some of the injuries, a couple guys banged up uh, pretty much like every team. Any any latest news on uh, Hicks' status for Chicago come on Sunday? Now, we don't know about Hicks yet, but that is definitely a concern because the Bears' defense is not – if you don't see them play regularly, if you're not a, an NFC North team or getting, and you know, the Bears aren't on a ton of national games the last few years, you might be thinking of that 2018 defense because you're seeing some of the same guys. You're seeing Hicks, Mack, Eddie Jackson. They are not that 2018 defense. They're still very good, but they're not like that. And they have major holes and question marks in their secondary. And the way that they have been covering that up lately West is the pass rush, which that works, but I don't know if you can keep that up all season. And now when you take the heart of that pass rush being Khalil Mack, Robert Quinn, who looks really good this year, by the way, (laughs) and Akeem Hicks, you know, if you're missing one of those guys or in Mack's case, he's, he's hurt. He's clearly not at a hundred percent right now. If that pass rush is watered down, then you have problems hiding your issues in the secondary. And that's where they could really be exposed against the Raiders, I think. And that was my biggest question, Jason. And you and I talked about Khalil Mack before this season started. You made the point, like he can't just, and and injuries are, are one thing. We can't account for that, right? But when he's healthy, is he still the guy that, that, that John Gruden shipped out of, out of Oakland at that time to get what three first round picks what are you seeing from Cleo Mack when he's healthy? Is he still the guy that can be in the upper echelon of defensive players, or is he receded in your eyes? No, I think he's still a great player, but you're not seeing great production because the last couple seasons he's been by himself. He's been having to do it alone. And I think that you, you can sit here and say that Robert Quinn has turned things around and, and he's doing great, but that, that is attributed 
Khalil Mack, and that's what we've always thought about Khalil Mack. If he is as valuable as the contract and as the price the Bears paid in that trade to get him, Dave, then he's got to produce at mm-hmm. that level or or completely open the door for someone else to do it. So if we sit here at the end of the season and Khalil Mack has eight sacks, but Robert Quinn has 18 sacks, <laughs> you'd be sitting there and saying, okay, Khalil Mack had something to do with that. Khalil Mack gets some credit for that. But, again, where you spend money, and in Khalil Mack's case, it's where the Bears are spending the most money, you have to be good at those spots. So if you're spending a ton of money on Khalil Mack and a ton of money on Eddie Jackson, you're saving money in other places. You're going cheap in other places. So those two guys better be really good. You, you have to be good where you're spending money. And while Khalil Mack has still been, I think, a really, really good player, he's not produced at the level of somebody that's getting you know, $25 million a year on average. Jason, got about 60 seconds left here. Despite the fact that uh, this has been a topsy-turvy few weeks for the Chicago Bears, they're 2-2. Two and two. Right. So they're second place in the division, just one game back, obviously, early in the season. What is kind of the, the layout of how the fans really feel about this team right now? Is there optimism and hope, or is it still very pessimistic outlook? Well, there is optimism, but it's all tied to fields. Mm-hmm. So if we, if you come out this week and Andy Dalton is taking over, then I think that optimism is going to go right down the drain. But Fields, Fields is the one guy you can point at on this team and say, that's a really, really good player who's going to get better. as the, He's on his way up, no doubt about it. There are some other good young players on their team, but you know that it's going to be just an ascension throughout the season for Fields. So when you have that, and you imagine what he might look like in week 10 or 12, that's why the optimism. Talking to Jason Leisure, of course, from the Chicago Sun-Times. Follow him on Twitter, as I do, at Jason Leisure. Jason, I know how busy you are. I know how us all. It's always something going on there, so we really appreciate you taking the time and joining us today. No problem, Dave. Thanks for having me. We miss you, man. Hey, absolutely. Can't wait for you guys to get out here this weekend as the Bears take on the Raiders. It is always something going on there. Mm-hmm. Matt Nagy clearly in the crosshairs there. We'll find out if uh, Justin Fields can help turn it around, maybe save his job. When we come back, let's talk a little bit more baseball, not just Red Sox and Yankees, but how about in the National League? We'll discuss when you come back with us. It is the Lombardi Line on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Uh... 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Sign up today at BetMGM and enjoy the thrill of victory on your very first bet. The King of Sportsbooks welcomes you to Showtime with a special offer on playoff baseball. Simply place a $10 money line wager on any playoff game, and if either team hits a home run, you're going to win $200 in free bets regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use the bonus code VEASAN200 when you make your first bet to take advantage of this offer. Enjoy the playoffs like never before with BetMGM's live betting options, boosted odds specials, and daily promotions at your fingertips for every single game. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use bonus code VEASAN200 to win $200 in free bets if a home run is hit in the playoff game you wager on. New customer offer, paid in free bets. Eligibility restrictions do apply. Visit BetMGM for terms and condition. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Wrapping up the Lombardi line here with West Reynolds, I am Dave Ross. Let's talk a little bit more about playoff baseball, not just in the American League and obviously the Red Sox and Yankees tonight, but tomorrow, Wayno, mm-hmm. Adam Wainwright, what's he like, 60? Taking on Mad Max Scherzer here in L.A., and you look at the number here, and I go, wow, the Cardinals plus 180, Dodgers minus 225, over-under set at, at 7.5, even money right now, minus 110. What do you make of that number? Because to me, historically, big game pitcher, yeah. that says Adam Wainwright. It is a big number here, and and look, the Dodgers are an absolute monster at home, and you know you win uh, how many games? What what did they end up with? Like one hundred four, and you got to play one more game, yeah, just or one hundred and six wins, and you got to play in the wild card game, just to keep your so, season alive. So that's your reward against an Adam Wainwright who is now all forty years old, and what a workmanlike season for Wainwright, and they needed him too because. Jack Flaherty, who is their ace, injured all season long, may see him out of the bullpen in this game tomorrow night with all hands being on deck. Mm-hmm. But you look, Wainwright, he went over 200 innings for the first time since 2014. This is a guy that is now 40 years old <laughs> who put off retirement, and he did that 200 innings when he was 32 years old. 
And you look at the uh, at the numbers, 305 on the ERA, 386 on the XFIP, 164 strikeouts to just 50 walks in 200 innings. A great season for Adam Wainwright. And look, I'm going to be interested to see how this bullpen is going to work out because I think not only the bats getting at least a little bit hotter in the month of August, but it's really the bullpen that's kind of been the revelation in the second half. They've been missing bats at a solid rate. They allowed just two home runs in the second half of the season, and bullpens are always the most unpredictable things to measure in baseball betting anyway, especially in the postseason. But the Cardinals now have the options. You know that uh, Giovanni Gallegos has now taken over as closer, Mm -hmm. even though Alex Reyes was on the all-star team, and it was like he's their only good reliever, but Gallegos supplanted him. You're probably going to have Flaherty being able to work out of the bullpen, at least for this wildcard game. Also, Dakota Hudson will be able to do for the Dodgers. Obviously, the concern is Max Muncy with the wrist injury did leave Sunday's finale. So status for tomorrow, at at least at this standpoint, seems unknown. Right. I probably think he is not going to go. That would be my lean. I'm not a doctor, obviously. But uh, (laughs) look, and and you look at all these guys, despite the fact that Cody Bellinger has had a terrible season this year, you do have enough firepower with Turner, with Will Smith, with Betts, with Corey Seager. And if Muncie can go, that's obviously a bonus. Uh, you know, you run out of superlatives for Max Scherzer. And uh, look, the Cardinals, I think, are definitely going to have their hands full with Max Scherzer. But the Cardinals, I think, are just trying to stay in that game and get into that bullpen and not necessarily Kenley Jansen. Kenley Jansen has actually been the best part of that Dodger bullpen in the last month. Since August 5th, 27 appearances, .65 ERA, Ooh. 35 strikeouts against eight walks and 27 and two-thirds. Trinan and uh, Blake Trinan and Corey Knable are pretty reliable, but you look at some of the others, uh, the, it, a little bit of questions with uh, Gratterall, Joe Kelly, Bickford, Vessia, all these guys that can be seen. So you basically want Wayno to see how deep he can go. Can he go six or can he go into the seventh and then turn it into a battle of the bullpens? And then when the Cardinals maybe feel that they have an edge is in that seventh and eighth inning before they could even see a Kenley Jansen. But I have not bet this yet, but this is a this is a very big price for a wild card game. It is, and I just feel like all the pressure is on the Dodgers. They mm-hmm. have to win. They're expected to well, win. Well, because right? the Cardinals, yeah. I mean the Cardinals they, playing with house money. We were talking about them like, okay, this team is not bad, but they're not good. Five hundred just nothing that really and then all of a sudden they took off like a <laughs> rocket and just ran away from the Reds and all these other teams that were in that wild card mix. Yeah, to me, that's that's the thing here. And I, you can go back here. Remember when Clayton Kershaw, I believe he had a seven-run lead against the Cardinals in, in the playoffs years ago, and Cardinals came back, Matt Carpenter back then. It always feels like the pressure is on the Dodgers as the team expected to win. And obviously, Max Scherzer, arguably the best pitcher in baseball, you got him going out there, laying that big number to me. It just feels like a little bit too high. I think there's a good value there for the Cardinals. And what I think would be a low-scoring game here, I know the total is only 7.5, but it feels like it would be an underplay if I had to play it. Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily disagree with that. I still got to do a little more digging. Mm -hmm. I don't have a bet yet pending on this game. But I know uh, I was talking to a a, a certain uh, casino owner on Sunday, and he was like, what price do you think stands out to me, Wes? And I was kind of looking. I was trying to guess. Okay, I'm thinking like a guess in terms of winning the World Series. He's like, bet the Dodgers on the no. I was like, wow, at about minus $5. Because look, 
not not thinking that the Dodgers are going to get there because they've had a lot of injury adversity. And by the way, all these teams that they're up against are really good. Mm-hmm. I, I think the team in the NL that's really the danger team is the Milwaukee Brewers. Well, I just see with that pitching staff, absolutely. Very quickly, uh, your final thoughts on the American League, uh, obviously the wild card game, the Red Sox and the Yankees tonight. We talked about it in the first hour here, and we know that we had Will Hill on. He kind of likes the Yankees tonight here in this game with Garrett Cole going. What's your, your quick take on this one? Yeah, and this has moved up where it's almost like I feel like if I was going to bet it, I would bet the Red Sox here just because I knew that that price was going to go up on Garrett Cole, such a short price, even though it's on the road here. But the one prop I did mention earlier, I like Aaron Judge total bases at 1.5. He's been murdering the ball lately. I believe he's 400 in his career against Eovaldi. So this is a guy that I think, you know, wouldn't surprise me to get a two bagger or to get a home run here. So, I do like that, and that's probably the way I'm going to end up betting this game because I feel like I'm late to the party on the Yankees. So if I was betting aside, it would absolutely be the Boston Red Sox or nothing here. Eovaldi, we know he has pretty good numbers, mm-hmm. though, in his career against the Yankees, but there you there you see there on the graphic, uh, Judge really has the longest sample size of success against this guy, and Aaron Judge has been really good this uh, this summer, really this last month where he's been hitting the ball really well, 325, 1.12 OPS uh, since August 20th, mm-hmm. 9 of 23 against Eovaldi. So I do like him in terms of, of the total basis here, and probably props is where I'm going to look to attack this one. I'm uh, going to wrap up the show today talking, of course, Michael Lombardi will be back here tomorrow here in the Lombardi line. And Michael tweeted out today, about the Jaguars situation when I get back to the NFL. And he basically said, in summary, they're having a lot of team meetings today, and none of them involve the Tennessee Titans in game planning. They're all revolving around Urban Meyer, the embattled head coach, and I think it's fair to say embattled at this juncture. And again, you know, you could have gotten odds, uh, first coach to be fired uh, before the season. This, this could be a different scenario that's not just attached to what's happening on the field. Wes, when you see what's happening here... And again, what struck me about the the press conference yesterday, which was bizarre mm-hmm. with Urban Meyer, when asked if this could be a distraction for his team going forward, he said, yes, this could be a distraction. You're the head coach. You're the guy that has to make sure it's not a distraction. Yeah. And you're saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. This could absolutely be a distraction. I mean, Wes, do you get the sense that he wants out of Jack? I don't know if this is for SC, and I don't even know if USC wants to hire him now. Well, losing wears on you for sure, so I would not doubt necessarily. I don't know that for a fact, but I would not doubt that, you know, maybe Herb is like, okay, what I get myself into at this point? And I found this uh, Twitter thread very interesting that I read from Mike Silver at SI, mm-hmm. and he talked about that it's reached a crisis point down there. This is from a player source. Zero credibility in that stadium. He had very little to begin with, quote, and then talked about the fact that he canceled the team meeting yesterday, that he was too scared to kind of face the players. I don't think the players, like, the players aren't going to be judgy about what's in your personal life. But it's just kind of the accountability a little bit of, of a leader. So, look. You know, he didn't apologize to the team. He quote unquote apologized to position groups specifically, and then said one player, we looked at him like WTF right when he left, everyone started dying laughing and he knew it. So Urban Meyer, uh, look, when you're a college coach, you still got to get the respect for pros and you're kind of fighting an uphill battle to begin with. And that battle just became even more uphill. Look, I used to work with Ovi Mahaley, of course, played fullback for the Ravens and the, uh, and the, uh, down there in the ATL with mm-hmm. the Falcons. 
And he told me a story that when Bobby Petrino quit on the Falcons, he left post-it notes on the lockers. I mean, I don't know if Urban Meyer is going to do that in Jacksonville, but to your point, Wes, you got to face the music and address yeah. the team collectively, Herb, if you intend to coach this team going forward. It is a very dicey situation. I'm sure Michael and I will talk about it tomorrow right here on the Lombardi Line. Wes and Jordan, as always, want to thank Will Hill and, of course, Jason Leisure. Thanks for watching us here on the Lombardi Line. It is VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.